Welcome in to the 48 Minutes Podcast on Believe, presented by Bet Online. I'm Ross Geiger, joined alongside Bruce Bernstein at Pure Hoops Media and World B, Michael Freer. This is episode number 65, and this, quite simply, is the episode we've been all hoping for. But before we introduce tonight's very special guests, football is back, and Bet Online is your number one information source for all your sports wagering info with all the up-to-the-minute stats, news, scores, and matchup breakdowns. Get the latest game odds, spreads, and totals for the NFL and college football at your fingertips with BetOnline's real-time updates on statistics, news, and odds. From week one all the way to the college football playoff and Super Bowl, BetOnline gives you access to the best football promotions and contests available anywhere online. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to get in on the action. Remember to use our promo code BLEAV, that is B-L-E-A-V, to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online where the game starts. And tonight, we're thrilled to be joined by an NBA champion, NBA Finals MVP, a two-time MVP, one-time Defensive Player of the Year, one-time Most Improved Player, and this man was the youngest player named to the recent NBA 75 anniversary team. He probably doesn't love that I just rattled off all his top achievements, as I know there's certainly much more work to be done, but I'm so damn proud of him. Ladies and gentlemen, we're honored to have my brother, Giannis Adetokounmpo, join the show. Giannis, thanks for joining us. And if I'm not mistaken, this is the first podcast you've ever done, right? Yeah, this is the first one. And uh, I, I haven't even been yet to my brother and last podcast, so you know how much I love you for coming on the show. <laughs> I, I greatly appreciate it. We're so excited to have you on. And I feel like it's only right, Giannis, that you make your debut podcast appearance with me. I helped you debut in the NBA. I helped you debut as a licensed driver on the roadways. And so why not add a debut podcast to the list, right? Yeah, man, you've uh, <laughs> you helped me so, so much, you know, along the way, and especially those first days in uh, cold Milwaukee. Um, in that uh, rookie season, so man, I just I, I owe it to you, and I'm happy to be here, and uh, I hope I hope uh, we enjoy the show. Absolutely. So before I open up this chat to my co-host Bruce and World B, I want to take you back to our early driving days, choosing cruising around in my 1997 Subaru Outback, and once and for all, I want to squash any doubt about a story I've shared in the past. You almost, you almost definitely remember this moment, but we got caught up in a crazy bad snowstorm leaving the Cheesecake Factory at Bayshore. I had just gotten onto the freeway. The snow kept piling up on my windshield. The visibility was awful. Scared out of my mind, I told you I was pulling off to the side of the road when you quickly said no and jumped into action, grabbing a Gatorade towel out of my back seat, rolled down your passenger side window, and literally kept wiping the snow off my windshield with the towel in hand. I bring this up because someone legitimately wrote a story on it, claiming that it wasn't possible, that you weren't quite long enough to actually get the windshield where I would need to see as a driver. So I'm hoping once and for all, you can tell us what you remember about that moment and confirm the facts. First of all, that story is uh, true. Uh, <laughs> and it's something that growing up, I saw my whole life. I saw my father doing it. You know, and he used to like drive at the same time and use his left hand and clean the, um, you know, what you call it, the the glass. 
Uh, so I remember we went to Cheesecake Factory, we were going back home and it was late at night. It was around maybe like 9, 10 p.m. And I was extremely tired. I had to work out the next day and you were saying like, oh no, let's pull inside, let's stop, you know, kind of take take a break, wait until wait the storm is over. And I'm like, no, 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 no. I got to go to bed, like <laughs> keep on driving and I'm just going to help as much as I can, you know, kind of clear the, um, the view for you so you can uh, see. And uh, I remember like I had my hand was so cold <laughs> after I did that, but uh, I definitely, I definitely can reach. You know, uh, my wingspan is seven three, seven four, so it was easy for me to grab the towel and, and do that. And thank God we made it home uh, safe. Absolutely. Uh, well, first of all, Yasu, Giannis, uh, and yes, welcome. Yes. So, so great to have you here. You know, fans like to talk about the next Jordan or the next Kobe, but they never talk about the next Hakeem Olajuwon. In my opinion, that would be you. You're the closest anyone has ever been to having an all-around game like Akeem. You're both of Nigerian heritage. You both wear number 34. You both have this elegance, and your games are similar. And I don't think that can be denied. True or false? Are you kind of that guy? I, um, whew, that's, that's kind of, that's a great compliment to be even in the same sentence as uh, Hakeem Olajuwon. Um, probably one of the best, um, international player to ever play this game and uh, the, for sure the best African player to ever play this game. Uh, he, I loved, I love this game. I always try to study his game. Uh, I, I love that he did it the right way. He stick with his teammate and uh, won two championship uh, back to back. I think 94, 95, I'm not, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, and he kind of carried himself the right way. You know, he wasn't about you know, the the things off the court. He was only about basketball in his family, which I see the, the, a lot of similarities um, in me and him. Now, saying that our games are uh, alike, I'm not the one, um, you know, to uh, to say that. I, I hope you guys and the fans and the people, the historians of the game, are able to kind of compare and uh, see if there's any similarities in our game. But that's a, a great compliment. For me... Uh, I usually do not work out with active NBA players. Uh, I try to, you know, kind of stay on my own side, my own court, do my own thing in the the off season, uh, because um, you know I always compete against against them. So when I am on the court, uh, I want to go as hard as I, as I can because I am not. I am a very athletic person. I I feel like the moment I am around you. You know, I I become your friend because I give everything that I have to you. I, I cannot, I don't know how to be, how you call it, funny. I don't know how to be fake, you know. Uh, so that's why I kind of keep my distance because I know that if I, you know, work out with people, it takes active players. It takes off my edge when I play against them. But um, this uh, season before the training camp, uh, I have a trip that I'm, I'm going to go down to Houston and try to, work out with Hakim Olajuwon, so it's crazy that you just wow. say that. Uh, it's few people that I've worked out with, KG, Kobe, and uh, Hakim will be the third guy. I love his game, and if I can kind of take few things uh, from his game or learn anything from the, the few days I'm going to spend with him, 
it's going to be a blessing. Uh, it's a guy that I've looked up my whole life. It's a guy that my parents look up to because he was the number one guy in Nigeria. There was the, he was the best athlete in Nigeria. He was the best athlete in Africa. You know, so just being able to spend some time with him and um, study the game with him and learn from the, the greats, um, it's, it's, it's a blessing. So, yeah. I covered both of Akeem's championships in 94 and 95 when I was working at ESPN. So I had a lot of experience dealing with him. And, you know, he's a very proud Nigerian. You are very proud of your Nigerian heritage. But you were born in Greece, okay? So which part of your personality is more the Greek side and which part of your personality is more the Nigerian side? I think, I think my, my values and uh, principles probably my Nigerian side because whenever I went home, uh, my parents are Nigerian. So we grew up in a Nigerian household. But, uh, you know, sometimes the way I operate, uh, it's, it's a little bit Greek. It's a little bit European because I, I went to school. Most of my friends are you know, Greek and European. Uh, it's, it, 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 it's a little bit, it's a little bit of both, but like Hakim, I don't know if Hakim was born in uh, Nigeria. I think he was, but he represented uh, the USA team. You know, he never represented the Nigerian team. And I, I pretty much do the same thing. Uh, I was born in Greece. I represent the Nigerian team, but at the end of the day, everybody, know, they, sorry, the Greek team, but at the end of the day, everybody knows that I'm Nigerian. Uh, I, I love, I love the culture. I know the culture. Um, and I actually had a trip with my mom this summer there for the first time and to meet my uncles and aunts and grandparents and everything. So um, everybody know that at the end of the day, you know, um, I'm African, I'm Nigerian. And um, that's pretty much it. I'm African-Nigerian. Hey, Giannis, uh, we just finished off the uh, FIBA World Cup. And, you know, for me, it was a very exciting event. I, I enjoy watching it, uh, these international competitions. But one of the storylines, one of the themes behind it was the U.S. sprinter Noah Lyles, who said he took issue with NBA calling the champions of the NBA world champions. What was your, t- what was your uh, thought process? What did you think about when you heard that? I, I wanted to back him up so bad, you know, and he, he received so much backlash for saying the, like, the obvious, but I think some people don't understand it. You can, like, I think it's, I don't know, maybe it's like, um, sorry, how can I say this uh, politely? Uh, maybe that is just like a, like an arrogance thing, you know, like, I don't think in any other sport you are called the world champion. You know, like in, in soccer, which is way bigger than the NBA, right? More popular than the NBA. When they win the, the Champions League, they say the UEFA Champions League, uh, you know, champions or whatever the case might be. They don't say the world champion, you know. When they win the World Cup, they play against the USA team. They play against the, the teams around the world, you know, countries around the world. Then they say the, you know, the world cha- champs. You know, but in the NBA, you say the the world champs. For me, I think Manu Ginobili said it the best. I don't know if he ever, maybe I should not be saying this, but I don't know if he ever went public. Like he said that, hey, um, because the one 2006 Argentina won the World uh, Cup, say, I'm the world champ. You know, you guys are the NBA champs. 
but I'm the world champ because I went and beat, you know, the the Greek team that had beat the USA team, you know, the previous uh, game. I beat the the Spanish team. I beat the Bra Brazilian team, you know. So I'm the world champ. But uh, I I I agree. Like at the end of the day, in order for you to be the world champ. Uh, you have to beat the world. I understand the NBA is the best league in the in the world, and the talent in the NBA it's the best that you will ever see in your life. It's not even close. The best league in in the world. But um, we cannot say you are the world champ because you play in the best league in the world. You 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 know, and I, I don't say that there's other teams out there that they can beat the Denver Nuggets, for example. I'm not saying that. But you kind of have to respect, you know, uh, those teams and say, yeah, I'm the NBA champ, I'm the VTB champ, I'm the EuroLeague champ, I'm the Greek champ, I'm the Spanish champ, I'm the French league champ. And when you go, like, for example, now, Germany, the Germany won, I think Germany won the World Cup, correct? Um, yeah, Germany can say, yeah, we, we are the world champs. They just won the World Cup, you know, they, they beat the uh, I think they beat the USA team, correct? Yep. In, in the they the U yep. Yeah, they beat the USA team. And then they went in the finals beat the Serbian team. Yep. So in my in my opinion, uh, what I think his name his name is Noah, right? Noah Noah uh, Lyles. No. Uh I man, I, I might I might get some backlash from this, but I I really do not care. I, I totally agree with him. Because I feel like he he's like in the world stage. You know, like he, he's the best in the U.S. For example, and then he goes and compete against other athletes uh, from other countries, and then he's he thrives in, in that. So that's when you are the world champ, when you compete against everybody in the world. So, long story short, <laughs> I, I totally, I totally agree. I totally agree with him. Speaking of players from all over the world, yourself, Joel Embiid, Nikola Jokic, Demonte Sabonis. Rudy Gobert, why are all the best bigs international players? There's no American names in there. I, I don't, I don't know. I think it's just, um, just a, it's, a, it's a good era, you know. Uh, it's, it's, a, it's a good era. This, uh, in the next ten, seven to ten years, we're gonna have great bigs uh, that know how to play the game, uh, understand the game of basketball, feel of the game. You can start from from Jokic having triple doubles, uh, being unbelievable passing out, so dominate down there. You can talk from from Joel Embiid like dominating in the mid range, like an unbelievable scorer. You got to double team him in order for you to keep him at 30 points <laughs> per game. Um, Sabonis dominating with Sacramento Kings, changed the whole organization there. He knows what it takes to be a winner. Rudy Gobert from being one of the best defensive players to ever play this game, arguably. Uh, I feel like nobody, people don't give him enough credit. Um, from me, I do what I do. <laughs> but but, but it's, it's, a, it's, a good, it's a good time for, for basketball. It's a very, very good time. I wish they kind of came later, you know, yeah. it was <laughs> here while I'm playing. They kind of came like 10 years, in 10 years, you know, when I'm retiring. <laughs> But um, it is what it is. But this, this, this great, this great American bigs like Bama, Debayo, Miles Turner's like this, this, 
Bobby Portis, Brooke Lopez. There's so many uh, great uh, American bigs that they're, uh, you know, they can go any day against the guys that you, you mentioned. Now, Giannis, yet another young, talented international big is set to enter the league this year in Victor Wembanyama of the, Sac or the San Antonio Spurs. What's your first impressions on what you've seen of his game? And having come into the league with a similar build, what advice would you give him heading into his rookie year? Um, find a guy in uh, San Antonio uh, that you can go and sleep in his couch, eat a bunch <laughs> of... Uh, <laughs> I see what you're bunch, doing there. Nice. A bunch of uh, Mackey Nights and uh, a bunch of Mountain Dew, and a bunch <laughs> of Cheesecake Factory. No, I'm joking, but... Um, <laughs> we didn't do any that, of that, did we? No, we, we did. We were eating healthy all day. I yeah. was 18 and you were, what, 21, 22? How old were you? Uh, 23. 23. Yeah, we yeah. were just eating he healthy stuff. Healthy, nobody's, yeah. Nobody's going to believe us, Russ. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but for a guy like uh, Victor, uh, first of all, he has so much talent. His talent is out of this world. For a guy 7'2", 7'3", I don't know his height exactly, but to be able to move the way he moves, to be able to have this, the feel of the game that he has, to be able to have the touch, you know, that he has, he can shoot the ball from mid-range, from uh, three, he can take guys off the dribble, he can pose, he can rebound, athletic, and black side, like he can do basically pretty much everything. He just got to pay attention to details, take care of his body. Um, and slowly, slowly, he doesn't have to really put uh, a lot of weight fast. Like I didn't put weight fast. You know, like every year, I five, five to seven pounds. Yeah. You know, and and I feel like as you get older, you get five percent. Like your body grows five percent naturally, even even if you like it or you don't. I kind of had the mentality of speeding up that process. So the first year I put five to seven pounds. Second year five more. Third year five seven pounds. Uh, fourth year five to seven. Then the third year. I, the, the fifth year, I actually put, I pay attention to what I ate. I kind of uh, stay off the, the sugar, you know, uh, did not drink soda. You know, it was just water, healthy stuff. I used to get like sugar from fruit, you know. Uh, so I really pay attention to my diet and I invested in myself. So that's when you kind of saw the real jump in my, in my body. And I was able to, you know, kind of... Um, my game kind of involved it in the paint. I was able to get in the paint whenever I, I wanted. But for like a guy like him, slowly, slowly, he doesn't have to rush it. He doesn't really have to put weight immediately because he might affect the way he moves, his flexibility. Um, but sky is, the, sky is the limit. If he takes his time and hopefully, knock on wood, uh, he stays off injuries, man, uh, sky is the limit for that guy. Uh, I hope he can like lead the San Antonio, uh, which is a great organization, uh, winning franchise uh, to more, more championships. Giannis, and real quickly here, I remember when you were going through that body transformation. You may remember I actually came into town for a Summerfest concert while with family in Chicago. Went down to visit John Horst and some of the guys that were around the Milwaukee Bucks front office. And of course, didn't think you were in town. I thought you were back home in Greece and uh, you're on the court working out, getting shots up. And uh, as soon as I know it, you're coming up 20 minutes later and you've got five different Ziploc boxes full of stuff. And you started taking me through one by one. 
you know, this is this is my protein. This is my carbs. I eat this now and that. And, and from that moment forward, I knew you were on a mission to turn your body into what it is now. And uh, it literally just took the summer after I left to join the, the Suns. And I went back to Phoenix and I was like, the league's in some trouble. I mean, he, he's, he's got his diet on. He, he's focused. We're, we're in some trouble here. But uh, go ahead, World B. Yeah, Giannis, uh, your season ended last season with disappointment, losing to the, the Heat in the playoffs. I'm just curious, how much did that loss, how much has that loss motivated you during this offseason? Uh, a lot, a, a lot. Um, at the end of the day, for me personally, in my lowest moment in my career, I've thrived the most, you know, and hopefully it's one of the same uh, scenarios here. But... You know, obviously, I, the goal is always to win a championship, and we wasn't able to do that last year. We didn't accomplish the goal. Uh, the way we uh, performed in the playoffs um, wasn't the way that anybody in the Bucks organization would uh, want us to perform. Uh, we, we didn't. We didn't accomplish our goals, and we played played bad basketball. Then uh, my injury in the in the first game uh, played a big part of my rhythm and the team was rhythm uh but me personally i i'm coming back in locked in uh, i want to come back enjoy the game i i want to go out there have as much fun as i can and go go out guys like i want to take the challenge uh, i want to be challenged um i'm excited i haven't played basketball all uh this all off season because i did the procedure on my on my knee uh so i'm getting slowly slowly back on the court now hopefully i can be back and ready for a training camp uh with the team and i can participate in the preseason game because i kind of kind of miss it and the last uh taste i have this in my mouth is bitter from um from that game so man i'm excited um i really want to go out there play good basketball help my team be great and uh I really want to go at people. I want to. I want to take the challenge. You know, uh, and whatever, whatever. At the end of the day, whatever uh, the season uh, leads us to, it's it's gonna be it's gonna be great. But I, I want day by day to just pay attention to the little things that I know is gonna count over the six, seven, eight months that we uh, of the season we have, and hopefully we are gonna be the ones that fight fight for the championship. Uh, at the end and not get eliminated in the first round like this past year. Giannis, the city of Milwaukee seems like a place that you've always been comfortable pretty much since day one. Do you see yourself playing the rest of your career as a member of the Milwaukee Bucks? You know, Russ, Russ knows me, you know, better, almost better than anybody. You know, I've had a relationship and uh, as a person, it's very hard for me to open up to people. Uh, and as I as I've grown, I kind of keep myself uh, close to my uh, to my to my family, to my circle, uh, and the people that know me. But like, I'm a winner. Oh, sorry, babe. My my wife right here. <laughs> Hello, uh, but at the end of the day, I am a winner. I want to be a winner. Contracts, uh, fame, status. Uh, comfort zone does not matter to me. What matters at the end of the day, it's where that thing right there. Th that's that what is. matters. 
you, you know, and uh, I don't want to be able to get stuck uh, in this lifetime to keep on talking about the same story. Oh, we went to game six in the NBA finals, we won, we were down 2-0, we came back, won four games, like I, I'm tired of hearing the same story over and over again. I feel like people get stuck on that, which is unbelievable, it's great. I know people are excited. I know that we hadn't won a challenge for 50 years, but at the end of the day, I want to create new memories. I want to uh, I want to win another championship. We're talking about Hakim. He has two championships. You know, the the moment the moment uh, I win a, a second championship, then maybe we can compare. I can be compared to Hakim right now. I, I cannot be compared to Hakim. He has two. I have one. You know. Let me just you know keep it um, say it as simple as, as I can. But at the end of the day. If in the Milwaukee Bucks organization, which is the same thing I say every single year I've been with the Bucks, as long as we are in for a championship, as long as nobody's comfortable, as long as everybody sacrifices the same amount of time and sweat and blood that I've sacrificed for this city to uh, to win a championship, we are all we are all good. The moment I feel like people are complacent and they're okay, you know, because at the end of the day, this is the NBA. You you are taken care of. You know, we you stay in a five-star hotel, you you eat the best food, lobsters, you go and you know eat wine. Uh, sorry, eat wine, drink wine. I don't drink, but you know, um, <laughs> you get in your charter in your plane. You know, on the 15th and the first, you get your paycheck. You know, everybody's comfortable. No, 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 no way, no way. By by being comfortable, I cannot reach my full potential. As you, as you guys have seen, every year I try to get better, better every year, every year. And that's the approach I have for the game. Is that, that's the approach I have for life. I don't want to be comfortable. I want us to win another championship. Uh, but at the end of the day, I talk too much. And the game is played. It's not talked. You know, but as long as we play and we approach the game every single day the right way and we all sacrifice for a common goal, I can see myself being in Milwaukee Bucks for the rest of my career. But the moment I feel like people are not committed as a, as as I am to get that uh, golden pin in the back, I, I I am not. You know, I am. It's more than the money. It's more than the fame. It's more than the lobsters. It's more than the wine. It's more than the uh, uh, cha- uh, what you call cha- charter flights, the yep. private flights. For me, it's it's all about that, and I want that. You know, so um, as I said, if the Milwaukee, if the Milwaukee Bucks were, were on the same page for the rest of my career, great. If not, I, I have to, I have to win. I have to win, and I think the the city uh, and people will understand it. You know, because I'm one of the most competitive guys, and I've gave everything I I can um, for the city of of, of Milwaukee. I, I I bleed green. I'm actually wearing the Milwaukee Bucks on this <laughs> interview. Um, where is it? I'm actually wearing that and the shorts, you know, like, <laughs> and I'm actually about to go to bed, you know. So so this I'm a, I'm a Milwaukee Buck, but most importantly, I'm a winner. I want to win, and uh, I have to do whatever it takes for me to win. And if there's a better situation for me to with Larry O'Brien, I have to take that better situation. Now, Giannis, quickly going off the court here, just about a year ago, you lost Ante Inc. 
along with your brothers. And as chairman and co-founder, you've been extremely busy and active. But in particular, your company has made investments into a wide variety of pro sports opportunities. I believe the NASA's hinted at it recently, but is the dream goal to eventually own an NBA franchise down the road? Yeah, if there's uh, first of all, for you to own the NBA franchise, you gotta have money. You know, <laughs> as, as we move forward, they get more expensive and expensive and expensive. Uh, but yeah, um, eventually you, I will want to own a NBA franchise. Uh, that would be uh, a dream come true. Uh, and not just own a team, just to say to own the team, uh, kind of like bring the right management, bring the right people um, to, you know, win a championship because I know what comes with the championships, you know. Um, but yeah, that's the goal. We, I think is actually, it's like my baby. Um, it's a thing that uh, me and my brother started, my family started. It's like a family office that kind of manages all our uh, businesses and uh, things that we... Uh, getting ourselves involved with uh, and we have so many other new projects that in the future uh, it's gonna it's gonna come you guys probably go see it in the, the media but like it's it's a, it's a team for my my own family to kind of vet all of all of our deals that come our way because I want to be committed to basketball my brothers want to be committed to basketball this is what we do well and I've had uh, you know, people around me that they're way smarter than me uh, in order for me to be able to take advantage of the platform that I have today. You know, because a lot of people want to approach us, a lot of people want to uh, uh, want us to get involved with their businesses. Uh, but like my whole career, I never had a, a team that could execute those deals, that could follow back with, with them. Uh, this is not my agency this is not my my agent this is just this is straight my own team that um, can help us you know kind of uh, achieve the vision that we have uh, and uh, kind of the the goal that we have off the court because they always say like you got to kind of prepare stuff for your next chapter but yep. at the end of the day like I'm Russ you know me I'm so committed to basketball like I don't have time to prepare. I just came back. I left home today at 9 a.m. And I came back in the house at 8.35. I went from 9 a.m. until uh, treatment, all the stuff, court, uh, recovery. Uh, 1 p.m., 2 p.m. left. Went to, I did an event for the my foundation in between with Mariah for, uh, to kind of bring awareness for families that don't have uh, access to diapers. And then I went back to the court to, you know, to get my, to lift a little bit again, get my treatment for my knee and all that. And I just came back home. You know, I haven't, I haven't seen my kids. I haven't done anything. You know, I haven't sit, sit down and spend 10, 15 minutes for myself. So it's very hard for me to manage a business if I don't even have time to even see my kids. You know, so again, that's what Ante Inc. is. That's the, why the people uh, that we, me and Thanasis, uh, have brought to kind of help us uh, with our life and the, our business in the in Denver that we have for the future. Exciting stuff there. And thanks for sharing all that with us here. Um, we've reached the, the halftime buzzer. We're going to take a quick break, Giannis, and come back with a quick second half. Okay. 
And we're back with the start of the second half. And before we let you go, Giannis, we'd like to play a game that we like to call word association. So we're going to go ahead and give you a word or a name. And you tell us a word that comes to mind and give us a brief explanation on why you picked that word. Okay. So we've mixed in some fun along with some serious for you here tonight. So you ready? Yes, yes. I'm ready. Bruce? Drew Holiday. Best um, teammate ever. Okay. Will be? Giannis, uh, uh, Jason Kidd. G genius. All right. Next one, smoothies. <laughs> I had tasty. to go there, Giannis. Ta tasty. <laughs> oh, no, actually, no, actually, not tasty. Costco. Costco. Costco, yeah. See, Costco. no one knows that about the story, right? I mean, everyone yeah. thought you were at Jamba Juice or Smoothie King. No, we were at Costco. I was showing you the ropes of, of what Costco was all, all about. I started you at Walmart. Then we went over to Costco. And once you got your license, <laughs> you pulled up back into the apartment complex and you're unloading your car with Costco stuff. And I'm like, you went to Costco? You go, yeah, I got my own membership. I'm like, damn. <laughs> yeah, all right, Costco. Bruce. <laughs> Well, I was going to go with Thanasis, and then I said no. Then I was going to go with Costas, then I said no. And then I thought maybe I'll go with Alex, and I said no. So I'm just going to go with family. Uh, uh, bond. Bond. Like, uh, we are tight. Bond. Uh, Kobe Bryant, Giannis. Fearless mentality. And last one for you, Giannis, fatherhood. Tough. Tough. Tough Are you excited to be a girl dad? Yeah, I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited. <laughs> Tough, but uh, definitely worth it and uh, enjoyable. But it, it, it's tough, especially for a guy like me. That I'm at 28 and uh, I'm having my third one in a few days. Um it's 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 hard because you gotta manage you know you gotta manage life but uh, at the end of the day it's so enjoyable you know seeing them growing up seeing them smiling seeing them you know um being excited to see you after a hard day of work it's always it's always a great feeling and one last thing before we let you go i gotta i gotta know do you have a pickleball net for your home gym yet no you do not no no, no. all right well you need to get one because in the next year, I'm going to make this promise to you right here on the podcast. At some point, I'm coming over to challenge you. There's going to be three events. We're going to play pool, pickleball, and then around the world. Best of three. Do you think you could beat me? Yes. I'm going to, I'm going to beat <laughs> Based you. Based off what? The, I'm going to beat you around the world. Because when we played cool. in Phoenix, yep. I, 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 mean, I smash beat you. Me. Yeah. Okay. Pickleball, what about the other two? Pickleball, you you had me, but so I was close though. So now that I know that you're good, I'm gonna practice. Go, I'm gonna beat you. So okay. until you come, you're gonna give me like three, four, five months. So I know that I'm gonna get some time in. Now pool, that's gonna be, you know, um, give or take. I don't know if you've uh, been playing pool because I have a pool downstairs. And I don't practicing. have a pool table. Ah, <laughs> uh -huh. So I, I I got you there. 
um but uh pickleball i remember you you kicked you kicked my butt man you you killed me phoenix i was so first of all <laughs> i had something to do i don't remember i was lifting or i had somewhere to go you had a lift i had to late lift, night right? lift yeah, yeah. So, so i was so upset that you beat me and I, you know <laughs> i kind of played it off i'm like yeah you know don't worry about it you know that's my guy whatever i wasn't appa i wasn't apologizing yeah i know i know so <laughs> so but you know me i'm very competitive usually yeah. if i didn't have to lift we'll yeah. stay there all night it's like <laughs> you know, now you know why he yeah. brought it up Giannis. yeah, yeah. so we, we've done this many times like um in uh, milwaukee when we yep. were in milwaukee living in the same apartment complex we'll play pool after the game and after every game he'll beat me beat me again beat me again and i will never be like no russ one more one more one more <laughs> And I think like at two thirty. Yeah, at one point he he let me win so he can go to bed. <laughs> yeah. Well, you forgot I had to cut video. I had to cut games too for Coach Drew and the coaching staff. I'm like Giannis. Yeah. I got an opponent scout to still do. Yeah, yeah. yeah that was yeah, before yeah. you knew all about the inner workings of, the, of what no. everybody had to do too. So, um, I, had, I had no idea. I'm not gonna lie. When I came in, I had no idea what you were doing. Mike's Sergo. What was the the other guy name? Cody um, Ross, Cody, yep. Cody, Cody, Cody. I, yeah. like, I had no idea what you guys were doing, man. No yep. idea. But now, well, you know, I understand. Well, if you think you're going to beat me, I'm going to throw one last uh, curveball at you and just be prepared. I might show up to your house with a ladder. So that way I can beat you in around the world shooting. <laughs> with, with a ladder? Yeah. What do you mean? Why, why you, don't get the, you don't get the joke? Do you not remember last season? Oh, the latter in Philly. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, that that was actually a crazy story, and the way they made me look, it wasn't, it wasn't right, it wasn't the right thing. But um, I don't know because I, I don't think I ever in the air I've ever uh, said what happened. I, you know, obviously after the disappointing uh, loss, you go in, you go out, and you get some extra shots, and you know, uh, I I went into, I was shooting. And while I was shooting, I don't bother nobody. I was shooting in my basket. And, uh, you know, they come and took the ball from me. They literally, the guy, uh, one of the, the coaches and one of the other, you know, uh, the players, I don't want to like, put them in the spot. I don't want to say their names. But they came and took the ball from me like I was a little kid. It's like, no, you're not shooting here. And not only that, they took my ball and they went on the other side of the court to shoot. And I'm literally <laughs> looking. I say, this cannot be possible. <laughs> Like, I, I cannot imagine if LeBron James or um, Steph Curry or Hakim Olazum or, uh, I don't know, Trey Young or Luka Doncic or Jokic will be shooting free throw and a guy or a coach of other team come and take the ball, you know, <laughs> and say, hey, you're not shooting. This is my bad. I'm like, we are we are not kids. <laughs> we yeah. are grown. We are all grown adults, you know. He, yeah. But um, then I went into the, the Philly locker room because they had the balls there. I said, please, can I have two balls? And then I took two balls. I went out there and uh, there was this guy um, that put the, saw me coming and put the ladder. And I went to him. They cut the video. They cut the video only when I put yeah. the ladder. I went yeah. to him. I said, can you please move the ladder? And he's like, no. I said, sir, <laughs> sir, can, 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 I, I, literally, I have two more free throws. You know how I am. I'm like obsessive. Yeah. I cannot. Yeah. I think I have like a OCD. I cannot leave 
on eight. I gotta make ten. I cannot live on forty-eight. I gotta make fifty. I'm like, I have two more. Can you please move the latter? No, no, no. You're done. <laughs> I, I moved it. I said, sir, sorry. I moved it. I went back to the free throw. I'm about to shoot, and I can see him <laughs> moving it back. And I'm like, guys, you guys are disrespecting now my, my you know, my my time on the court. This is what For I sure. do. This is what feeds my family. You know, this is what I put roof over my head. This is what brought my family from uh, Greece to uh, Milwaukee. This is what uh, take care of my family in Nigeria. You know, you know, I'm very, very um, a guy that thinks very deep. You know, and I went uh, and I, I kind of pushed it, and the thing cut and fell. And the crazy thing, when I pushed it, if you see in the corner, Liam was right there. Oh, I didn't if know you that. See the, yeah, when you notice the thing is fall is falling. Mariah kind of backed up because Liam was right there. And I'm like, can you imagine knock on wood? Can you imagine if he hit Liam in, in the no. head? I would have, I couldn't uh, live with that, you know? Yeah. So, but the only show, Giannis, he's a freaking a-hole, a you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, he's a bad guy. He's this and blah, blah, blah. And it just put that. But they didn't know that the way, the way the, all the thing played out, but after that it was cool. Coach Dark Rivers called me, apologized, and told me, oh, "Man, this can never happen. If you ever want to shoot some shots, come out and shoot some shots." And we we expect the same uh, respect when we we come to Milwaukee to right. use your court. You know, it's like a courtesy thing. Yeah. You, you you know so, but all good. Life is good. Keep on getting better. Keep on hooping. You know. Uh, Hopefully we can win the championship this year. Awesome. Well, Giannis, we would talk to you all night, so we're we're gonna let you take the mic from us. That's gonna be okay here on tonight's podcast, and we're gonna go ahead and shut things down. So we want to thank you for your time here tonight on the Forty Eight Minutes podcast. It means a lot to me, especially since I got you before Thanasis did. I uh, can't wait to rub that into him uh, for sure. But he's a good friend of the show. Welcome back anytime as well. But. Uh, with that, that will do it for this edition of the 48 Minutes Podcast on Believe, presented by Bet Online. Thanks for tuning in. We'll be back with you next week with the NBA reigning coach of the year and Sacramento Kings head coach, Mike Brown, to be sure you're up to date in 48 on all things NBA. Take care, everybody. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Ross, thank you so much. Thank you, Thank guys. you, Giannis.